Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello everyone. It's another week for our podcast, Ex Nihilo. Welcome, welcome, our listeners. As we're cruising into this, the last week of Easter, although by the time you hear it, it might be a little past, but it's been a very busy uh, last couple of weeks, so we do apologize. Uh, Several people let us know. Uh, We were surprised that so many people actually listened um, and wanted to let us know that they missed last week's podcast, and last week was an extremely busy week, Father Martin, so... We do apologize. We had priest ordinations last week. We had all kinds of crazy stuff. We got going on. dead people to bury and right. baby to baptize, people and to marry, and uh, yep. And things got a little sideways, and so we apologize for no podcast last week. Uh, but we're back. We're better than ever. Well, at least Father Martin's better. <laughs> Not than Not really, because Steve sounds like <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm mainlining uh, herb tea right now. I just basically am drinking it down. I, I brew it and then drink it down as fast as I can get it. So. This, folks, is a result of overworking. Overworked, under underpaid, underappreciated. No, Are you talking kidding. about me? Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> and then Father Martin, in case in case you're not on Facebook uh, and you didn't see any of the uh, 75 tributes that came out there, Father Martin is celebrating uh, this past Sunday the one year anniversary of his ordination. So we can no longer refer to him as the baby priest. baby priest. You're now just a priest. Oh, Bishop Toddler Co- priest. Bishop called me the terrible two. Terrible twos. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you can see the attitude I have to deal with. It's like it's like we're not going to call him Father Martin anymore. It's going to be Father No, because that's like his new favorite word. No, you turn two and that's it. No, no. <laughs> but you know what? That is a great idea. Now I can be just the mean guy who say no's all that's right. the time. Yep, just no. Could I? No. Can I? No. Could you? For no. There we go. That's the attitude. Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, enough digression. We do actually have a topic today. So uh, as we mentioned right now, in now time, it's the last week of Easter in podcast time. It's going to be probably the first week of? Ordinary time. Ordinary time. So. The most misunderstood season, the li- most under- misunderstood liturgical season, I must say, because... When the folks hear ordinary time, for them it's just, eh, you know. It's when you can stay home. You don't have to actually come to Mass. Is that what you're saying? Don't you dare. Okay. Giving ideas into people's minds. I would never, never do such a thing. Well, I guess we need to back up. So you mentioned a couple of things that are worth talking about. One, you said something about seasons. I always thought we only had four seasons, but evidently there are other seasons. They brought up this other thing called the liturgical calendar. So I don't know if most folks are aware that the church has its own calendar. Correct, and uh, whereas most civil calendars would begin the year on January 1st, the church begins its year on the first Sunday of Advent. Regardless of what day that falls. Correct, and then we just follow the cycle as we're about to list them out for you. So first, Advent. Right. First we're in Advent, yes. And then we move into the Christmas time. Christmas time is here again. Yeah. There's only like uh, 190 shopping days left, folks. Wow. You counting? Nope. Not at all. And then from Christmas time, I guess we move into ordinary time. Right? Yep. That's our first encounter with ordinary time. So whether you know it or not, you've already been through ordinary time this year. Yep. 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 And then in right in the middle of that, we... St- Pause and then move into Lent. 
right, which kicks off with Ash Wednesday, and then Lent running all the way until Holy Thursday. Yep, Easter Triduum. Yep, three days, so that's Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then the Easter season begins Easter Sunday, well, actually, technically with the Easter Vigil, <clears throat> once the sun goes down, mm -hmm. uh, and runs all the way to Pentecost Sunday, birthday of the church. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then... After the birthday of the church, we drive back into ordinary time for the remainder of the liturgical year, right? All the way up until the uh, the solemnity of Christ, King of the Universe. Exactly. So, the big so, question is, the biggest question about all this is, is as you folks probably know, with every liturgical season, there are different colors. And so, the big question on everybody's mind today is, how do you look in green? I look great in green. I always look great in things. <laughs> Why does that sound terrible? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds wrong. Actually, I think, uh, think purple is more your color. <laughs> so we'll put the white away. But the good news is you don't always have to wear green because we have different things that happen. So you got feasts of martyrs when you can jump back into red and things. Right, like right, 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 right. So, uh, <laughs> but so the liturgical, so why do we have a liturgical calendar? What is the point? Uh, so in order to understand ordinary time and its significance um, in the calendar, um, we've got to understand, you know, what the point of the liturgical calendar is. So what is the church, what is Mother Church trying to do for us by kind of conforming our year into this calendar, which, which as you mentioned, doesn't follow the traditional uh, calendar, the standard, uh, which is what now? We're in the Gregorian? Yeah. We yeah, Gregorian calendar, sorry. Uh, so this liturgical calendar is designed to help us walk through, explore, and open ourselves up to, in a real sense, the life of Christ. So yep, when we think about, about beginning say, with yep. Advent, That's the longing, the, the pregnancy of Mary, and leading up to the season of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Christ. Exactly. Then we learn about, and we first in that first stint in Ordinary Time, we're diving into a little bit of his ministry. Mm -hmm. And then as we head into the Lenten period, we really are kind of fast-forwarding into... The, the end, really, the, the steps leading up to the end of his public ministry here on earth until we get into Holy Thir to the Triduum, uh, the three days he was, he was dead. And then we celebrate and the Passion. Then, exactly. The death passion. and Resurrection on Easter Sunday that we celebrate the Easter, Christ risen, all the way till the Ascension, which was last Thursday. Mm -hmm. and, and then Pentecost, which is the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then we return to the, the normal cycle of ordinary time. Right. And it's a time, and the thing of it that's most important to remember is that we call it ordinary time simply because we're not celebrating and anything extraordinary. So Christmas would be an extraordinary celebration. Easter is certainly an extraordinary celebration. And then we have times around those where we kind of, all of our celebrations really are preceded by penitential times or times of preparation for the celebration. Uh, but ordinary time doesn't have that. Right, but that doesn't mean that it's, by any sense, ordinary. Obviously, it doesn't give us the license to treat uh, the Sunday celebrations as like, eh. Right, you still day. can't be a level one Catholic if you're not showing up every Sunday. Yeah, I hate to tell you folks, but it's still a solemnity every Sunday. Yep, exactly. So so what happens is, is in that little brief respite between, it's usually between two and, and uh, two and six weeks of ordinary time, it depends on when Easter falls, mm -hmm. um, is simply not enough time for us to really kind of dive into and celebrate the ministry of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the scriptures 
typically when we head through uh, ordinary time, the scriptures are going to focus on Christ's ministry. And as you mentioned before, they lead up to the culmination of Christ the King. So the mm -hmm. coming, the readings that we're going to have on the last Sunday of the liturgical year will all focus around Christ's second coming. Sure. And, and the liturgical color of ordinary time kind of very telling about the, the significance it bears because the color green is that of new life. Huh? And life always takes place very quietly in the normal routine. That's where growth happens. And so often it's, it's passed by unnoticed. But like a tree, if you observe a tree, it, it grows. It grows in silence. Uh, one day you, you see it's, it's a tiny little seed, and then eventually without noticing, it grows and it becomes bigger and stronger and taller. Uh, same can be said about our Christian faith, I suppose. It is in this period of um, ordinary time, in quote, that we uh, were called to uh, to engage in, in the battle for virtues, for goodness, and for, for holiness. That's right. And really, and in order to kind of really get a handle on it, and this is where you kind of back out and you look at things from a 30,000-foot perspective, it's really... You know, as we're growing, we're talking about and we're thinking about this orientation of all things towards Christ. Mm -hmm. That really the culmination or the end of the liturgical year is is simply the church's way of directing us and getting our attention focused on the the uh, the reality that ultimately everything will be uh, reconciled in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So when we say Jesus, King of the Universe, right? It's because everything is reconciled in him. When he comes again, everything is ordered towards him. Very, very and ordinary true. time is really, like you mentioned, it's a time for us to kind of double down, uh, not specifically focus on any one particular celebration, but really kind of dive deeper and meditate on and pray about uh, the mysteries and the miracles that Christ worked while he was here. That, that is true, and then you touched on a nice uh, topic right there. Because the season of Christmas and the season of uh, Lent and Easter, these are very intensive uh, period for Christian, our Christian belief because we're celebrating great, great mystery. And so in between these seasons, after Christmas, there's a short period of ordinary time. I think it's a nice way for us to, to use that time to unpack the mystery of the Incarnation and how that impacts in our life. But now the season of Easter has ended where we celebrate new life and then the birth of the church under the impact of the Holy Spirit. Then it's the chance for us to somehow absorb and then process and see how that can apply to my life as I journey through these 26, 27 weeks of ordinary time. Right, it is. There are many weeks, actually, uh, left to go. On a quick side note, I was just reading my tea bag. Did you know that on the that some of these tea bags, they give you, like, a fortune? And mine just told me that my potential self is infinite. So that's exciting. It is. So I've got that going for me, which is nice. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, well, when I get to heaven and, and I'm and one with God, I mean, that makes sense. Your potential self is infinite. But you got to want it. You gotta want it because God is infinite, and exactly. you are called to enter into, into communion with the infinite. Whoa! In, in, in in, infinite. infinite. Sorry. Infinite. <laughs> Don't make fun of me because I'm thick. <laughs> yeah, the weak cat is frowning at us for some I'm reason. Laughing. Are you laughing? Infinite. You look like 
Yeah, okay. Your Listen. dad is muffled with, you know, the Seriously. cold virus. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to get on a plane tomorrow. How about some th- sympathy? How about some sympathy for me? Yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Bad. We got distracted again. Where, where, Sorry. Where, where, anyway, where the infinite. Guy? So, it, right. So the goal of when you talk about Christmas and we think about these things and we kind of think about the impact of the incarnation on your life, really in ordinary time, you know, what, what we're directed to do is to think about the impact of the mystery and the ministry on our lives. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, you know, when we're in Christmas, all the readings are kind of geared towards that. We hear a lot about John the Baptist. You don't really hear so much about John the Baptist the rest of the year, but you know you're going to hear about sure. John the Baptist in Advent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And immediately after, during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then John the Baptist kind, kind of goes away and we kind of bounce around. But it also raises this notion of, of readings. You know, when we talked about the Bible uh, a little while ago, you know, the liturgical, not only do we have liturgical seasons, but the readings that accompany each liturgical season are broken down. So we have kind of the three cycles, right? right? Which this liturgical, so every time we change the liturgical year, we jump into a new cycle of reading. So mm-hmm. we're in cycle A now, B, which is, now they're known by different gospel writers, right? So this, this cycle, I think we, we focus a lot on Matthew, isn't it? Yeah. Cycle A has a lot of Matthew's gospels. And next year for cycle B would be Mark, cycle C would be Luke, and then John would just like intertwine. Between. John gets intertwined. You hear a lot of John on Feast of Christ King. We get some Revelation in there. That's so. true. That's true. Which is but, everybody's favorite book, Revelation. They made a lot of movies about it. <laughs> Which is all wrong, people. It's all wrong. <laughs> but anyway, um, even in the midst of the ordinator, however, we have some uh, very special celebrations of the solemnities of Christ. That's right. So coming up after the Sunday of Pentecost, the Holy Trinity. Trinity Sunday. Trinity yep. Sunday. And what else we got? Feast of? Uh, the Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Feast of the Body and Blood of Christ. And then Which the, actually is supposed to happen on a Thursday. Thursday. If you are in Germany, if you're planning a, a trip to Germany this year, uh, and you're going to be in Germany uh, pretty much on the Thursday of Corpus Christi, the proper Thursday, which would be 10 days after Pentecost, expect nothing to be open. Just, we, just we, a quick travel. Yeah. That, there's an ex nihilo travel tip for you. <laughs> but uh, but we are a little disappointed, and maybe not, not to say disappointed, but a little sad because the Pope has moved the feasts of Corpus Christi from Thursday to Sunday in Rome this year. That's right. Oh, has, did he this year? Yeah. Only this year? Uh, I think from now on, at least under the reign of Francis, it will be on Sunday. That is too bad. Because they used to do it on Thursday as well, but this year he postponed it and moved it to Sunday. Oh. Because his intention was so that some more people can attend it because they don't have to go to work. Right. Uh, well, you know, that happened to us just recently. I mean, if you want to just pick a, pick a scab with me. So last week, last week was Ascension <laughs> Thursday, <clears throat> 40 days after Easter, folks. That's when Christ descended. It, it didn't happen this Sunday. Um, it was actually 40 days. The Lord has a layover. Way over. What is he going through? So, Chicago O'Hare? Five days later. <laughs> he was so, lifted up to Chicago O'Hare, and then he waited for three days so we could all catch up. You never know. Somebody might have dragged him off the plane. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that was That's a, a can of worm we do not want to open. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, after Corpus Christi, on the Friday after Corpus Christi, will be the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yes. So beautiful and, celebration to pray for priests. That yep. is a special day to pray for priests. 
And then, of course, the last uh, solemnity of Christ is Christ, King of the Universe. Well, you have another important holy day. Which is? Ascension. We don't, assumption. 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 There's another mispronunciation due to illness, folks. <laughs> it's another another free pass I get. Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which that is going to happen in August. August 15th. Right. So, yeah, we do have some very special celebration on oh, the birthday of John the Baptist on June the 24th. Yep. Yes. That so even Not to mention, we have numerous martyrs' feasts. So there's a lot. Really, there's a lot going on. Right. Even when it's called ordinary, the church has a way to remind us that we're walking in the midst of uh, the saints and all the celebration that the mystery of Christ never abandoned us. That we can always dwell into these mysteries and somehow apply them to our life. So how do you make your ordinary time less ordinary? So, you know, you want to we want to give you something good, something you can walk away from this podcast and go, I actually learned one half of one thing today. <laughs> so, um, so what are some things, ways that we can, um, as disciples, kind of work on and make sure that this ordinary time for us becomes in and of itself extraordinary? I don't know. I'm always one of those kind of people that like to make plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I know I have 24 or 25 weeks of ordinary time, uh, how do I make it special? Right. Uh, Especially in the context of, you know, you mentioned all the celebrations that are coming up in June and into July and even into August. So and for so many people, put them in your calendar because it's summertime. And, you know, summertime, the reality of summertime is, is that uh, the summer season generally re- results in reduced church attendance. So... That's You're true. on summer break, and uh, it's Vacationing, not Vacationing, like, traveling. Right, exactly. Find a that, church, folks. You can find a church, so you can go to, like, masstimes.org. Uh, that'll give you pretty much wherever you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good news for you is uh, there are Catholic churches all over the world. There's almost no place you can visit where there isn't a Catholic church. It's Wait. really hard. Antarctica would be one that just pops to the top of my head. North Pole? Uh, you, you can't really go to North Pole. It's all melted. Oh, I see. Yeah, there I is see. no North Pole anymore. It changes every year. The magnetic north. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Even the moon, people. The Diocese of Orlando is has the jurisdiction over the moon. Do so. really? Yep, I'm going to request the bishop to be the chaplain, the first chaplain. The first the lunar moon. chaplain? That's it. That's awesome. He'll be so pleased. He was looking for something else to do. <laughs> uh, but yes, there, there are always ways to make something ordinary into an extraordinary time. So, first and foremost, plan on your mass times. Even yep. when you travel, when you vacation, there's no vacation. Well, somebody used to tell me there's no vacation. There's no faithcation. That's what it is. No ah, faithcation. Nice one. Because yeah. I was going to say there's no vacation from vocation. That's what uh, Father Miguel used to tell me all the time. Right. So our <clears throat> primary vocation is to be a Christian. And so, don't take vacation from being a Christian, folks. Attend mass on on Sunday, especially all these special celebrations that we have. Yep. And read your readings. Yep. Spend five, it takes five minutes, folks, five minutes to read the readings before you go to Mass. Like Wednesday of the week, you know you're going to have five or six free minutes in some place. Just click in. There's so many apps you can get the readings. You can go to usccb.org. Just think of it as like uh, spoilers. Spoilers for Sunday. But I promise you, you're going to get so much more out of the readings when you hear them and encounter them the second time than you will if you just are sitting there. You're going to absorb it. more for sure. Yep. And then don't forget charity. Charity is always the, the one aspect that we can... Uh, Live as a Christian. Season our faith as well. So 
these 20, uh, 20 some weeks, think of some way that you can be kind, think of some way that you can be charitable, and to make a difference in someone's life. The call of, the, of Pentecost is to go out, stop hiding in a closed room, but go out there and, and, and spread the good news. And it's our turn now. So think about that and how do you make a difference by the witness of your life. Exactly. There's another thing that I, I oh gosh, my, I, I'm blanking out. Uh oh. Oh, virtues. This is what happens when you become an old second year priest, folks. <laughs> virtues. So, all this time, you we're not celebrating any significant or special celebration, but that doesn't mean that we can take a break from virtue. So, think of something that you want to work on. Patience. Uh, I'm working on that now. Oh, all the time. Excuse me. What are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, <coughs> Sorry. What are some other virtues that we can talk about? Charity. Fortitude. Fortitude is a good one. Discipline, self temperance. Temperance, temperance is, is a big always one. Yes. okay, and so especially as we head into all those summer parties. Temperance, folks. Yeah, a little ha too much happy juice here and there, barbecue here and there. Just be careful. Right, Uber home. That's our our advice. Summer advice to you is get to mass every Sunday, and if you're going to a party, Uber home or get a designated driver. We're like becoming all things old man here. We're giving you advice about faith, travels. Drinking problems? Well, no, no, not drinking problems. We want people to stay safe in ordinary time. So they're, they're back for the celebration of uh, uh, Christmas. I see, I see. Yeah. But just, just think about the color green often. And right. just remember that life grows in the midst of the ordinary circumstances of life. And the good news is, God willing, we'll be here with you all summer. So all I ten thought, of you who are with us, will I be thought we're you. taking a break. We already took we took a break last week. How many breaks <laughs> do you need? <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> So we'll do our, we're going to do all the controversial topics we get in trouble with over the summer. Oh. Yeah. So, you so know, when all the higher-ups are out, that's where we're going to head into all the, all you, the hot buttons. For those issues. of you, for those of you who, uh, who've who been listening to us, like all ten of you, or maybe seven. <laughs> I think it's seven. Okay. If you would like us to cover some of the topics that you are uh, oh, yeah. interested in, let us know. Um, obviously, you can always contact us via email. The cathedral website has a way to link us to you. Yep, so stjamesorlando.org. Shoot us an email for any topic that you would like us to cover, and then we would be delighted to talk about it. Absolutely. All right, well, that wraps us up. Ordinary time is over for us. Make it extraordinary, folks. Absolutely. May and God happy happy Pentecost, post-Pentecost. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Amen. God bless. <laughs> FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Buckland. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.